Hello again, Person County, and thank you for listening to this edition of Turn the Page, where we talk about books and reading and all things literary. And as always, a special thanks to the wonderful folks who sponsor the show, Reagan and Son Heating and Air, Truth Books and Gifts, and Donovan Insurance. I'm an English major and an avid reader, and sometimes think that because of that, I've read pretty much everything published before last month. When I discover that there's much out there that I've missed, though, it both humbles and tickles me. Last month, for instance, I discovered Erskine Caldwell. His 1932 novel, Tobacco Road, is like a brilliant combination of John Steinbeck, William Faulkner, and Flannery O'Connor. It's funny in spots. It's sad and depressing in many spots. It's satirical clever, and thought-provoking throughout. Just brilliant Southern noir mixed with social commentary. I'd heard of the movie Tobacco Road, which was produced in the 1940s, but I don't think I've seen it. It's on my to-do list now. I did know about the 1958 movie version of God's Little Acre and remember watching that one but I only recently put all of the pieces together and realized that Caldwell wrote that book before the movie was done. Now, of course, the novel version of God's Little Acre is on my to-read list. I've become a bit obsessed, in fact, with studying Caldwell's works. Once an English major, always an English major. In Tobacco Road, Caldwell portrays the ravages of poverty on humanity and what poverty can turn people into and also what it can force them to do. Set during the Depression in the over-farmed and devastated land around Augusta, Georgia, this novel tells the story of the Lesters, a family of white sharecroppers so destitute that their creditors have given up on them. Poverty, ignorance, and selfishness caused the Lesters, and especially the patriarch Jeter, to become preoccupied by their hunger and fear that they will somehow end up on an even lower rung on the social ladder than the black families who live near them. Now, as a warning, this book was written nearly a hundred years ago, and it contains some language and images that we find distasteful today. But Caldwell was pointing out the ignorance of the time that prevented people from understanding that what they were doing and saying was reprehensible. Jeter Lester could have moved away to the cotton mills, like many other farmers in the area did, after the soil became so depleted that neither tobacco nor cotton could grow in it anymore. But Jeter couldn't stop dreaming about planting that one successful crop of cotton, paying off his debts, and gaining his footing. He couldn't, though, because of his financial situation. But he couldn't help believing that, eventually, God would provide, even if Jeter sometimes resorted to stealing food from neighbors or even his own son-in-law. Jeter's wife, Ada, was addicted to snuff claiming that it killed her hunger pains. But Jeter didn't have money for snuff either. Ada was also obsessed with the thought of owning a decent dress to one day die in. 
but Jeter couldn't put her needs ahead of his own. As head of the family, he was not going to die and have mice eat half of his face away in his coffin, which happened to his father. Now, Jeter knew he was a sinful man, probably the most sinful man in the country, he claimed, with several of the neighboring children suspiciously bearing a resemblance to him. He had 17 legitimate children with Ada, 12 of whom survived infancy. And Jeter had a habit of marrying off his daughters at age 12 or so to get them out of the house and away from his often empty table. As I said, there's much to ponder in this brilliant novel. My paternal grandfather was a sharecropper in rural South Carolina, and I remember the stories my father told about his youth in the 1920s and 30s. It wasn't an easy time in which to live. Caldwell brilliantly takes that time and poverty and shines a light on its effects upon humanity. Tobacco Road is disturbing and enlightening, and it looks at a part of Southern history that, for me, hits really close to home. Thank you for listening, and happy reading.